0: Alright guys, um, picking up where we left off last week, uh, we've got this <clears throat> Lazy Kate with our two singles on it that we're plying from, but I tell you what I'd like to do, I would like to pull this single off, move this two ply over here so that I can cake it, and then we'll move back for the... Uh, Oh, wow, I forget. I always forget that it's a little bit of a chore to get these off and then get them back on again. There we go. Um, So we'll put that aside long enough to run this one off of this end so that we can wind it for the cake. Just tuck it in over here and have to sort that after we're done with the cake. Alright, so for the cake, what we need is we're going to run it, we're going to run this uh, two ply up through these brake bands or brake bars. And, uh, then into this, uh, ball winder. And this is the Knit Picks ball winder. Um, this one was broken, I've got to be real genteel with it, but it will do the job. I do like a little tension on mine. This ball winder does a really good job of um, allowing you to pack a ball tighter, um, or you know, pack it less, and it all depends on your break. Like, if that was just unspooling without going through those brake bands, this would be a lofty ball that's really squishy. Um, Since I put it through one brake bar, essentially, um, it's going to make it a little more compact. But if I wanted it really dense, I would have put it through both brake bars, and then I would even maybe, like, run it over my knee and have that resistance going into here and it would be really nice. Now they sell this where you can stick a handle in it and you can hold it like that and crank or you can put this on it so that it'll mount to a table so that you can just crank like straight off of a swift. But uh, I just leave the table mount on it and I hold it like this as I'm cranking and that does the trick. So this is about 180 yards of a two-ply fingering weight, and it's pretty thin. It's like a light fingering. Um, But that's usually what I spin. If I want to get real gangsta, I try to go a little heavier, but it always still ends up mid-range fingering or heavy fingering, and I like that, but... So, I had one of these ball winders that broke. A friend of mine had one of these ball winders that broke, but it was different pieces that broke on both. And so, she gave me hers. And, um, oh, I should say, though, actually, when she called Nitpicks and told them that hers broke, they just sent her a new one. They didn't ask questions or anything. They just sent her a new one. So, she uh, just gave me hers, it was broke, I took it apart, and, uh, built one good one out of them, um, it's funny though, because, uh, these things are not meant to be taken apart, they are not made easy to assemble and disassemble, it's, it's a bit tricky, and if I had known that one, I might have just pitched them and bought a new one, I didn't need them to send me a new one, uh, I don't think she did either, they just, they offered, and it was nice, but, um, I will use something, and if it wears out with time, I will either buy a heavier duty version of it. So, because like this one's fully made of plastic, but um, I think that's so that they can, you know, make the mechanisms inside they need and keep the cost down and stuff. But, anyways, if I like the plastic one, I'll use it until it breaks and I'll buy another one instead of um, needing it refunded or replaced. if I don't like that I'm replacing them, um, or if I feel I'm replacing them too often for my liking, I will look for something made of a heavier material. But it was nice that I was able to salvage this one between hers and ours. And, uh, that's what I got. Alright, so here at the end, I always just take a couple loops and tuck under itself... Because a lot of times, I'm even going to be working from the outside of this ball. I'll be pulling from the inside and pulling from the outside. But you only need one line around to tuck it under itself. And of course you want to pull this as you lift this off. But I always have to also finesse the ball so that the center collapses in. In a good way. You want to push it down like this too. But that will. Allow it to kind of. Feed into the center. Without tangling stuff up. As you're pulling off. But that is the cake. And that's a pretty nice ball. Of yarn. To uh, start a project with. I love it. Now. We also. Have a second. Plying spindle. Free. And uh. Now that'll we'll just have access to that when we need it, um, instead of having to free it up or find a way to get the yarn off of it. Alright, so now what we got to do is we got to take this back over to where it was, and where it was was between these two brake bands, and on this support, and we're back to plying. Now, I've made kind of a (laughs) nest here, but that's not an issue. We just uh, straighten these lines, add our counter twist, and we're off and running again. episode 199. We did it. We got here. caught it in the drive wheel. I don't know if we ever talked much about this design but uh, people always wonder why I move the axle with my finger and uh, I would love to address that. So initially I suspected that I would be sitting beside this and I would crank it with a little knob or a handle And, uh, my quill would only come out so far, but that would be, since this is parallel to me, that would only be about this far. So even my, uh, draw would be at a 45 just sitting next to the machine. So it wouldn't be a problem. And then I could lift across myself to wind on. Um, but it turns out that having that little knob, because I had like a little porcelain draw, uh, drawer, um, there and that's what I would crank it with. Two things, um, the the gear was set and by gear I mean I've talked before about how this is low geared and this is high geared on this and it, it slides like you can go from low gear and slide down higher 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 until you're way into high gear because that drawer pull is in one place, there was no differentiating between low gear and high gear. You just kind of started off in high gear or a mid gear, and then you're just geek, um, which wasn't great. But also to hold that drawer pull, you had to sit palm up and crank like this that really got tiring on the hand. And so as I was using that wheel for one, I could, I would only hit a certain speed and then I'd just be sitting there because that was what was comfortable for that. Um, and for two, my wrist would really get sore sitting like this trying to do that. And so at that point, um, I was like, I don't know, should I have something this way that I could just hold my hand up and down? Like I tried holding onto the drawer pull and doing this. That was a little, you know, uncomfortable or different because essentially, I was just doing that. Um, Anyways, I started noticing that what I'm doing a lot of is I'm just manually turning the axle. Well, not only that, but it was a little more comfortable to sit with this thing kind of cocked at a 45 to me. And uh, that's when I realized that even though it was a great idea to put that drawer pull on there... And uh, have that little knob you could turn. It really was superfluous. And uh, this was the way you needed to do it was just have this axle beam that could be manually turned. made the most sense out of all of it. For one, because you have um, gear shifting and for two, because uh, you can hold your hand in whatever uh, you know position you would like because you're essentially you know, doing what you want. Um, I use my index finger, it's pretty comfortable, but uh, you could use another finger or just use your hand in general, Um, but it really is very adaptable, and I love that, that even though it wasn't that big of a deal in the beginning to put a drawer pull on it, um, I'd still overbuilt it, that I had anticipated it needing something but it didn't need. And I really like that. Well, most of you probably are thinking now, like, yeah, you never see a handle on a great wheel. Like, they always just turn the axle. So, it does make sense that uh, all you'd want is an axle. But, uh, I love it. This drive wheel is so simplistic. Two boards across each other with a board at the end of each. Um, That makes an octagon. And uh, that's pretty crazy, because it's six boards. One, two, three, four, five, six. And you have an octagon. And it runs so smooth, and it does such a nice job. I really appreciate it. Might as well take the time to talk about the makeup of the rest of this wheel. Um, I had originally made this out of 1x4s. I might have even used 1x6s here. So, like this board came down that far on each side and stuff. It was pretty crazy. Now, the um, notches that the rope rode on didn't go down that far. So, these boards could even overlap each other because this one's on this side and this one's on this side. So they could overlap each other coming down. I thought I needed heavy boards on the outside to keep the rim going and stuff. And the more I used it, the more I realized that wasn't necessarily necessary. Not to mention it made the drive wheel heavier on the frame. And I really liked the idea of getting the weight of the frame and the whole thing down. Uh, So I did go down to uh, 1x3 and that's what I still use now the only problem was I was worried that a 1x3 wouldn't give enough support on that brace down there although that ended up not being an issue because this thing is so flimsy that even though we have leverage here at the top it doesn't really test that support down there now the drive wheel the upper receiver and a lot of times the spindle pulley are all made out of 1x2's and uh, I did that as a test to see if we could actually get by with so little um, materials and it's worked great. Like I said, usually um, we just cut two squares out of one by two and that makes our spindle pulley Um, and that's a pretty good ratio when you're spinning singles. Um, With the upper receiver, we just cut it to like five inches and it's perfect. We drill our three holes and we're done. Um, here you know we just cut them to length the four sides and the two supports and then we set our saw blade at an angle and cut all these notches now the reason these notches are cut at an angle there and there is because you can just set your blade to an angle and you can just cut 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 so you end up with all these rhombuses is it a rhombus I don't know but uh, you just end up with those eight rhombuses. And actually, the end is flat instead of um, diagonal. And then when you get to the other end to stop it, you set it straight again and you cut it flat so that your next board, whatever you cut off of there, won't have like a uh, angled end. And the beginning end and the final end, I just put on the same... Um, outside wing and so all of these have these angled pieces on these outside wings except for one and it's flat so I don't know if people notice that when I'm spinning it the idea well for one it just it helps um, not have waste but uh, the other thing is you've added just a tad bit more weight on here So like when you take the belt off, um, this should like rotate to where this is on bottom. So if you had a um, starting position that you liked, you could always put that outside wing that's a slight bit heavier on whichever one that'll turn it to the bottom. And it's not really necessary with these spindle wheels, but um, anytime you're using a flyer wheel, it's really nice to have a position that when you let go of the... uh, when you stop treadling and you're holding your fiber, that it'll return to a starting position so that you can uh, start to treadle again. So, that would be my starting position, would be wherever that um, flat-sided, that's this one, that flat-sided wing is, is what will pull around with gravity and end up on bottom. I think that's it for this week. Next episode is the big two double zero. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's been close to four years. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys have uh, found some use for it. But um, yeah, we'll tune in then and see what we can do.